Big Fluff. You're one to talk. When's the last time you went on a date? I just haven't met anybody who's not completely self-absorbed and impossible to have a conversation with. If that's a veiled criticism about me, I won't hear it and I won't respond to it. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and we lost an absolute icon in Jessica Walter, and so... I wanted to re-release the interview that I did with her in 2016 uh, when we were talking about the show Archer. We also touched on Arrested Development and some other stuff with that, but I wanted to to replay that and just to kind of, you know, uh, remember her and celebrate her life. And this interview is actually the second time that our paths crossed. Uh, the first time... Uh, I ever crossed paths with Jessica Walter was actually in 2013 at an Archer Live event in New York City. And I had driven up from Baltimore and I was out in front of the venue and I was waiting for them to let us in. You know, I'd gotten there a little bit early and I was uh, had a press pass, so I was waiting to be let in. And I was just talking to some of the other people who were there in line outside and <laughs> behind me. Someone walks up to the door, which is still locked, and tries it, and they can't get in, and and the person comes up to the door and says, oh, we're not letting people in yet, and uh, this voice goes, you know, oh, I'm Jessica Walter, I'm in the show, and we all kind of turned and, and saw her, and I think, like, what's been sticking with me now as I've just been thinking back about all this is that I honestly think the reason that none of us noticed her walking up was just because she did it so nonchalantly and and just so matter-of-factly. And, and I think that that's, as I reflect on that and I reflect on the interview and as you'll hear, I, I think she just really did have this, you know, she loved the work that she did, but she didn't really, I think, view herself as, you know, the icon that I think we all did. And, and it's been clear, uh, as I've read other people's stuff online, how much she really meant uh, to all of us. But I, I think that for her, you know, that she didn't quite see herself that way. Uh, and, you know, so it was nice to to have these moments. And then she went, it was a live show. She went on stage and, you know, killed in front of the audience. And, uh, you know, she just like really was this dynamic performer who obviously Lucille Bluth is such an iconic character. And then the fact that essentially when they went to write Archer, they just said they needed a Jessica Walter type and then they got her and, and she nailed it again. And, you know, her work is legendary and she really was such like the complete opposite of the characters that she played and such an absolutely lovely person. And I am really happy that I got these two brief chances to, to run into her and, 
I'm delighted that I got a chance to talk to her one-on-one and, uh, you know, I, hopefully if you're like me and you're, you're feeling pretty bummed, uh, about, you know, losing her that, you know, it's nice. It was nice for me to get to, to hear this talk again. And, and hopefully it brings all of you some comfort as well. There's also a, a print version of it on Hobo Trash Can as well. If, uh, you know, you want to share that with people or if you want to read the print version, but, uh, without further ado, here is my talk from, 2016 with Jessica Walter. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Joe. Hi, thanks for how doing How are you this. doing? I'm good. How are you? My pleasure. Very well, very well. Thank you. I'm in my country house right now, so we're enjoying sort of the springish weather here in the east. Oh yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm on the east as well. I'm in Baltimore. I, I am also enjoying. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I, I know I have a limited amount of time with you, so. Um, but I, I wanted to ask first, uh, how is it preparing for Archer versus preparing for like a live action role? Is there sort of a different method that you go in for, or a different approach that you have for voice acting? You know, it really isn't because a character is a character and a script is a script. So whether it's animated or human beings, you know, you you have to start with the character and what is the author trying to say. And uh, I really approach it. The only thing that would be a little different is more vocal energy. You you do need much more vocal energy when you're doing animated. If you if you use that amount of vocal energy in in a live human performance, it would be over the top. And how about the actual recording? Because I know when you do Archer, it's just you alone in a booth. So are yes. there are there tricks that you've picked up? Are there certain things that you do, like when you go in, or, or how do you approach that? Well, you know, we have somebody uh, there on the satellite from Atlanta, the uh, Matt Thompson, who's uh, one of our executive producers, and Casey Willis, and also somebody reads the lines back to you of the other people. So we do it as a whole scene. And I guess that we, you know, all the characters know each other so well, by this time, certainly, that we could just imagine what it would be like. And and I think we have, we lucked out with this ensemble because we it's, it's sort of, you know, everybody, what's the word? Um, they all fit. There's a lot of real energy there with this ensemble. You know, you just luck out with these things. I think we lucked out with the rest of development with the cast, too, that everybody has their own specific characters that all fitted with the other characters. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what's always impressive to me, like knowing that you do film everything individually, like the the way the dialogue flows and the way it all comes together, like you would never know that you guys weren't in a, in a room as an I ensemble. Know. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah, no, it's so great I to know. watch. How often do you get to see yeah. the rest of the cast? Like, do you get to interact with anyone on a regular basis, or is it just sort of at specific? You know, we we only see each other because, you know, we're in the East, myself and John, and the rest of them. Well, two, uh, Amber and Lucky are in Atlanta, and Aisha, Judy, and Chris are in L.A. So we we see each other at events, for instance, Comic-Con, for the upfronts, we they were just some of them were here recently in March for the upfronts, FX upfronts. 
or the TCAs, maybe two, three times a year. Not enough. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you specifically, too, um, a few years ago in New York, I actually got to see the Archer live show that you guys did. Uh, what, what are was, those? Was, was I in it? You were in it. Yes. And you were. That's the only one I've ever done because it's 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 so not my thing. It, it, it's like too advanced for me. <laughs> well, you you were great the night that I saw it. Yeah, you you were wonderful to watch. Well, thank you. You're very sweet. <laughs> uh, but no, that so that that was your one and only foray into the the so ultra far. Life. Yeah. And what? Yeah. So when you far. say it's too advanced, like what you just what, what was it about it that made you feel out of place? I don't feel out of place. It's just that you know I'm so not in tune with the demo that is there, you know, the kind, uh, the kind of stuff that goes on, uh, it's just, I feel sort of a little not in that demo, let's put it that way. So I don't, I don't know how much I could offer, but I did have a really good time at that one. So who knows if they ever have another one, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> well, I, I know too, you, you've already, you mentioned Arrested Development once, and I know you mentioned it that night, the, the reaction that you get, uh, I, and I would imagine for Archer as well, but for Arrested Development, is that, how often do you get recognized for that? How often do you get just that sort of like, I, I remember this like thunderous applause when it was brought up at the Archer Live thing. Really? Was it thunderous? I don't even remember. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You know, you always get nervous when you go on stage for any reason, so I guess I wasn't hearing it. But anyway, you know, Arrested really was, was a, a trendsetter as far as TV sitcoms and the scripts and whatever. I'm the lucky beneficiary because people, I, I do get recognized. Well, you know, I'm in New York, so I'm I'm on the subway, I'm on the bus, walking the street, and people are really nice. And there are a lot of Arrested Development fans out there, lucky for us. How much do you think that character kind of influenced uh, maybe you getting cast as Mallory Archer? Do you think there was a connection? Because they seem in similar veins, Lucille Bluth and Mallory Archer. Yes, I think I think they, they have a lot of similarities. Uh, one that they don't have is that, that Lu Lu Mallory's let her hair go gray and Lu Lucille would never do that. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, you, when the casting thing came out, the breakdown of the casting, I, I know it said think, it said Valerie and described her. It said think Jessica Walter Arrested Development. So my agent <laughs> called up and said, you know, I represent Jessica. Should we send her the script if she likes it? You know, maybe she'll do it. And that's what happened. I read the script. I thought, oh, this is wonderful. I'm in. <laughs> well, that's got to be super. So I think it, it may be. Pardon? I was going to say that's got to be super flattering too to to know that that was in the breakdown. Well, yes. I, my goodness, I, yeah, I you know, very flattering. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah, I, now I'm sort of I'm comparing the two in my head too. I, I feel like maybe Mallory is a little more uh, proactive, if that's the right word, or, or a little more you know empowered. Maybe does that sound right? That she she has a little bit more agency, perhaps. Yes, absolutely. First of all, you know, uh, in animation, everybody is more more whatever they are. Right. You know, Cyril is probably more nerdy, and uh, uh, Lana is probably more kick-ass. You know, everybody in animation is always what well, I was talking about vocally too. There's that extra X X X. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and also, 
you know, Mallory is a self-made woman. Yes. She works. She made her own money. And, and Lucille really got it through the husband and the family and everything else. Lucille never really, I probably never worked a day in her life. Big difference. Yes. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I was sort of connecting in my brain that, yeah, you, you nailed it. The, the self-made woman aspect of it, which is very cool. Right. Uh, right. Well, um, I feel like I, you probably get asked this all the time, but is there any hope for more Arrested Development? Is that something that you even hear about at this point? Or are you as in the dark as everybody else? You know, everybody wants to do it. And, and as far as hope, I, we, we all hope that we could do it. It's just a matter of getting everybody together at the same time, which is difficult. Yes, Everybody's but- so busy. I would imagine, yeah, and more as more time passes, the more spread out all of you are, and then everybody seems to be working. Yeah. So, which is a good thing. Uh, well, I, I hope I hope that it will happen. I really do. Yeah. No, me too. Certainly, I, I would love to see more. Um, well, let me ask you: uh, Is there anything else you can say about uh, Mallory this season? I know you probably can't say a lot, but is there any sort of preview you can give people, or, or a direction that she might be headed, or anything? Hmm. Well. You know, she's got more drive than ever because they've already been through several, what's the word, <laughs> careers. Yes. You know, the spy agency, uh, the vice thing, and now this one, uh, the, the private investigation thing, which to me is really a lot of fun. I, I like it a lot. And... I guess she's more driven than ever, you know? Yeah, I imagine that, does that kind of make it fun uh, to do the show, to have these different uh, genres or these different uh, careers for the characters? Like, And obviously the Vice thing, too, was such a specific thing, but are those fun to get to, like, explore the character in different environments? Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that they're in L.A. and that Mallory hates it. <laughs> she hates L.A., I know a lot of a lot of East Coast people do. I don't. I mean, I don't hate LA. My family's there and what have you. But uh, yeah, I think <clears throat> there's. It's always fun to you know to explore different different areas of of uh, work for for characters and places they've you know at the beginning of of Archer we were always going to Mexico or to some foreign place you know. To, to you know, deal with the with the kings of of the, all the jewelry and the whatevers. We were always on these big missions in foreign lands, and now it's fun to be really right there in, in L.A. Yeah. dealing with the the west coast of the old U.S. of A. Uh, what do you think you'd be doing for a living if you never got into acting? You know, I don't have any other talent, so it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. I, I mean, I I really don't. I have no idea what I what I what I would what, what I would be doing. Honestly, I never wanted to do anything but this. Well, that that's I never all. had a backup. Let's put it that way. <laughs> maybe that was the key to your I success. Never had a backup plan. Yeah, maybe that was the key to your success is never having a backup plan. You had to make it. Well, I think the key to working in in the business, you know, is you got to hang in there and you really have to take it very seriously and work hard. You know, I'm, I'm doing, about to do a play in Bucks County Playhouse, New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is a famous old summer stock theater. 
and we're going to do Steel Magnolias, which is a great play. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a play before it was a movie. Most people don't know that. But anyway, and we start rehearsing, you know, in a couple of weeks, but I've already learned it. You know, kind of like you don't take anything for granted. You've got to be ready, if you know what I mean. How often do you get to do live theater? Not enough. The last thing I did actually in live theater was about five years ago with Anything Goes on Broadway, the revival with Sutton Foster. That was exciting. Is it hard taking a, a break like that? Does it, you know, taking five years? Because I, I know a lot of actors say that, like, if you take too long off of the stage, it's harder to get back up in front of people. You know, I, I totally disagree because I think it's like bike riding. You never forget. If that's where you started, which is I started in the theater, it's like coming home. Honestly. Uh, well, I know uh, I don't have a lot of time with you here, so just uh, to go ahead and wrap up, is there anything else uh, I didn't ask about? Anything else you want to mention? Just that we we just feel so blessed to have Adam Reed and, and Matt Thompson and Casey Willis, our guys. That, that you know, of course, Adam, who's our commander in chief, brilliant creator. They are also happen to be the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. <laughs> so that makes it like really special. Awesome. Well, that's great. Th thank you so much for doing this. It was really a pleasure oh, to talk to you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.
of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey guys, it's Sean. And Carter. From Potato. Salad. Marmalade. Aid. 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 Potato Aid. Salad Marmalade. Another podcast here on the Peak Sloth Network. Check it out. <laughs>